Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And to me, one of the shifts that had to occur was that it was dangerous not to show up in the world authentically. It was dangerous not to take risks. It was dangerous to continue to shroud myself and essentially kind of cut away or settle, right, in what I thought I was supposed to do and how I thought I was supposed to be. That's dangerous because what's on the other side of that, right? It's not dangerous in the moment. It's dangerous in the long run because that's why we talk to people who are 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, and they talk about how much they regret the things that they didn't do in their life. That's dangerous to me. You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres Rodriguez, personal finance expert, speaker, writer, and business coach. I teach women of color how to build wealth and gain financial independence through side hustles and investing. On this show, we're serving up POC-friendly personal finance knowledge, always with a side of sass. We're talking about how to make dinero, how to keep it, and how to make it grow. If you're ready to become poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Hola, mi gente. Welcome back to another episode of Yo Quiero Dinero, the podcast. This is your host, Janice. And today's episode is about how to transform your money mindset. Now, if you guys follow me on social media, you will have seen that I recently did an IG Live where I was talking about all of the like mindset shifts that I had to make in order to start living this full-time entrepreneur life, y'all. And it is so real. Like, 
how the scarcity mindset and how all of like the fear that we have embedded within us just comes out whenever you're starting to do something that's scary as shit, like quitting your job, for instance. <laughs> so I definitely think that this episode is going to help all of us who are struggling with money mindset and transforming how we interact with money, how we see money. So I wanted to bring on someone who is an expert in money mindset coaching. And so on today's podcast, we have Jacent Wamala of Jacent's Gems on Instagram. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist turned money mindset coach. She's based in Las Vegas, and she has a private practice that focuses on working with women of color on anxiety, depression, and trauma recovery. Jacent is the creator of the Wealth and Wellness University, a premier online community for motivated millennials focused on personal growth and personal finance. In three years, she paid off over $90,000 in credit card and student loan debt and saw the link between financial stress and the mental health issues for her clients. Her goal is to help her community become aware of the limiting beliefs and fears getting in the way of their financial freedom and empower them to create a plan to reach their goals. She does this through her podcast and platform on Instagram, both by the name Jacent's Gems. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to transform your money mindset, go from scarcity to abundance, so you can start taking control of your finances, ditching debt, saving, earning more money, and living your whole best life. Stay tuned. Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to remind you to follow us on social. If you're loving this podcast and you want more community, you want to find out more about our events and all the stuff that we have going on behind the scenes, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and everywhere else you love to hang out on the internet. If you're loving this podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review if you listen to us on Apple. It's the easiest way to share our podcast with people that you know and love, and it helps us get discovered by amazing listeners like you. So take a moment, leave us a review, share us with your friends and family, subscribe so that you never miss an episode, and make sure to check out our blog, YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com, where you can sign up for our email list and you'll never miss an episode. Plus, you get exclusive invitations to our live events, special discounts for our digital courses, and as always, our best personal finance tips and advice to help you be poderosa with your dinero. Thanks for listening. Now, let's get into the episode. Jacent, welcome to the podcast. Super excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to have this conversation. It's my favorite topic. So we'll yes. have a good time. Absolutely. I am such a fan of your work because you are out here just giving us permission to live in abundance, to want more and be okay with that, right? And so we need that message so much as women of color. And so first off, before we get into anything, just want to say thank you for the work that you do. Thank you. Same. So let's have you start off by introducing yourself to the audience. Yeah. So I'm Jacent Wamala and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist turned money mindset coach. So I actually have a private practice here in Nevada where I focus on working with mostly millennial women of color on anxiety, depression, trauma recovery, and the money stuff. And in my own personal finance journey, after paying off over $90,000 in student loan and credit card debt, I realized that all of my clients mentioned money as a major stressor. 
and it was leading to distress and anxiety and depression and all of this stuff. And so that's where I kind of started moving into this money mindset work coming from a psychological and behavioral lens, because I think financial plans can get pretty high level and complex, but at a basic level, they're pretty simple. (laughs) So it's typically the mindset, your ability to practice discipline and consistency or not that get in the way of actually executing on your plan. So that's where I kind of have found my pocket in this wild world in the market. And it's been fun. It's been really exciting to see how it's helped different people be able to get results in their lives after seeing how I was able to get results in my own, which I started my journey kind of selfishly because I'm just like being borderline bougie. I want to make it rain at Whole Foods and I like to travel. So (laughs) I made my decision based on what I wanted to do in my life and didn't realize that there was going to be this ripple effect and that it would help so many other people. And so when you mentioned permission, I had to give myself permission for a lot of things, permission to let go permission to embrace newness in my life and in the identity that I attached myself to. And the idea that we have to give permission to others as well is like some people don't even recognize that even if it feels like it's coming from me, it's them giving themselves permission through what they see on my posts and different things like that. So yeah, this is really cool. I'm excited to chat about it more. Yes. I love your messaging. And I know we're going to have an amazing conversation because I think For women of color, particularly, like we just are kind of fed this message that we must conform. Otherwise, it's dangerous. It's risky. It's not going to benefit you in any way. And I think that ends up keeping us in this box of fear and doubt and imposter syndrome. And it really does diminish our ability to like really live into who we are. Right. And so. First off, I want to know kind of your backstory, how you got to where you are today, what your money story is, and walk me through that transformation that you had from who you were to who you are now. Yeah. So, I mean, I can go really far back, but let me start like 2013, where I had gotten married early 2013, and I started grad school for my marriage and family therapy program to get my master's. And while it was like a great year with wonderful things going on, it was also very difficult. And then the following year, actually in the spring, I ended up getting divorced from my high school sweetheart. And I lost my father a few months after that in the summer. There was just layers to it. There's grief and shame and guilt and embarrassment for having gotten divorced while I'm in a graduate program to become a marriage and family therapist. So that's like an oxymoron. And then there's also just the managing the loss itself and still choosing to move forward um, with all the things that I had going on. And grief is a big part of my story. I lost my mom when I was five. So I grew up with grief and it's just like the layers kind of compounded themselves into my early adulthood. And so that's the time when I accumulated the most debt while I was in graduate school, while I was in what I call a grief storm and not really paying attention to what was going on, not being intentional or strategic with my money, spending emotionally, eating emotionally, and just coping, but maybe not in the most productive and helpful and healthy ways. And it was 2016 Christmas that my cousin had gotten me the book, The Smart Money Woman. And it's written by a Nigerian woman who tells a story about a character who's getting in control of her finances And it was very charismatic. It was relatable. There was a lot. It's been 
first generation kind of third culture immigrant, there was a lot that made sense to me around narratives and the things that we learn about being like a woman and money and all that fun stuff. And so it spoke to me in a way that no other financial plans or financial people that were big at that time really could get to me. And so it was January, 2017. In the book, it tells you to calculate your net worth. And so I was like, okay, I was like, Beyonce has a net worth, like Oprah's got a net worth. And I didn't really attach that to it as something like that I had. <laughs> so I wrote down everything because usually your credit cards are somewhere separate than your car, separate than your medical, and then your student loans. So you never really see all those numbers together. And so when I wrote it down, it was negative $70,000 at the time. And I was like, huh? <laughs> I counted we get here. This is crazy. So I realized that I was at a crossroad and I had a choice to make and I could keep going down the path that I was already on. And I knew what that would lead to, right? Like if I was going to stay in debt, that it was just going to lead to more debt. Do I like how it felt to have debt? No, I didn't like how it felt to have debt. I don't think anyone wakes up in the morning. They're like, oh my God, I love my debt. Like it's so good to me. Like, I don't think anyone has ever said that. And so on the other side, it was, hmm, well, what if I were able to create a plan or somehow get this debt out of the way? Like, what opportunities would that create? How would that feel? And that felt good. The vision, the place, the destination of being able to rid myself of the debt felt good. And so I decided. And so to me, I think a decision has to come first. The crazy thing is that in 2016, with a master's degree, I only made like $17,800. So I wasn't making (laughs) enough money to pay off my debt at the time, but that was not for me. The how was not for me. I had to decide what I wanted. And in the process of making a decision and beginning to get on a plan and taking one step and putting one foot in front of the other, I ended up tripling my income by the end of that year. Now it took the majority of that year for that to occur with intensity on making it happen. It wasn't easier or happened overnight, but it did happen. And so I kind of took control and I kind of see it as like debt was driving in my life at that time. And I said, let's press the eject button, right? (laughs) Let's get debt out of here. Like, how can I start taking control back? And so that was 2017. Fast forward, I finished paying off the debt in 2020, my 30th birthday. So I finished paying off over $94,000 actually in three years before my 30th birthday. And I was sharing my journey because I didn't want to prescribe that anyone do exactly what I was doing. I just wanted to show people that there's more than one narrative, that there's more than one way. And this is how I'm choosing to do it. And it happened to inspire some people and it happened to help some other people start finding their own way and their path as far as what they wanted to do in their finances, which is really cool to start seeing. And so last year, having paid off my debt, having saved by the end of the year, almost $30,000 During the pandemic, making more money than I've ever made, helping more people than I've ever helped, I'm like, wow, like a decision that I made in 2017 made it so that I was able to live the way that I could in 2020. And we just don't recognize how serious our choices are and how they directly affect our ability to do certain things in the future. And that to me, I think in retrospect is one of the greatest lessons. Wow. You have such a powerful story. And there's so much to unpack there. I think the first thing is that I don't think the personal finance community in general focuses enough on the mental health 
and mindset aspect that is literally the foundation of you being able to transform any part of your financial picture, right? And so many people can resonate or relate to like this idea of to have discipline when it comes to like working out or losing weight or eating better. But for some reason, that same connection is not made often enough with how the mind controls how you move with money. So let's talk about kind of what that journey was like for you. It's very easy going through what you were going through is to just stay in that pit of despair and let that be the default forever. How do you proactively shift that so that you're not stuck in this swirl and this spiral of just like negativity and hopelessness? Girl, pit of despair. I used to be really good at (laughs) sitting in that pit and I would usually have like jack-in-the-box churros with me. And so what I didn't realize, there were so many realizations, but you mentioning the link between the mental health and the money, and it really blows my mind that there isn't more focus or emphasis on it, is that your mental health directly affects how you interact with money. And the way that you deal with money is directly affected by what you learned growing up, by your environment, your family. There's an emotional association with money, how people talked about money around you. And so for me, I was neglectful and I was avoidant before. I just didn't look at anything. Like if there was money in the account, I spend the money. There's no money in the account, I'm not spending any money. Typically it was that like I overdrew my account. Like, I felt like disrespected when I would like look at my account and it was negative. I'd be like, what? Who did this to me? Like, (laughs) but it was me. It was definitely me because I just was neglectful and I wasn't paying attention. And the term paying attention means that you have to invest or give your time, your energy, your effort and or your money. Right. And so I wasn't paying attention. And in order to have shifted out of that place, I had to start paying attention. I read books and I listened to podcasts and I started budgeting like four years ago. Every month, I made a unique budget to be able to manage what was coming in and what was going out. I did a spending audit because most people don't even know where the money's going. Most people don't even know at a bare minimum what their life costs them. So how is it that you're supposed to know how you're going to pay off large amounts of debt or save large amounts of money when you don't even know how much your life costs at a minimum? And so it was the paying attention that really helped me to understand where I was at. Plus, money is energetic. Money is a resource. Money is a tool. It is inanimate object. It does not have a life of its own. Money can't be evil. A person that's evil and has money can do evil things with money, but money itself is not evil. It's paper with dead people's faces on it. You know what I mean? And sometimes we're talking about invisible money. Like there's that's like next level, right? And so your money is going to act the way that you do. And if you are neglectful, then your money is going to be neglectful. If you are avoidant, your money is going to avoid doing what you want it to do. So in paying attention and giving my money an assignment and a job and giving it essentially, right, like also showing it respect and loving it, what I had and not being mad about only making X amount of money at the time, because I was grateful for what I had and what I made, I was able to multiply what I had and what I made. And my money felt 
the energy that I was giving to it. And then it started doing what I wanted it to do. And so I don't know if that makes sense or if it sounds kind of weird or woo-woo, but that's the way that I kind of see it. And so it was that process of paying attention, the process of understanding those links for myself and my money story. I don't recall really talking about money, good or bad. I just don't think we had the conversations. I said it the other day, like, how did we go to school and take math every single year in school? And I do not recall one personal finance lesson. Like I'm hard pressed to find a time where we were talking about how to balance a checkbook or how to budget or what it looks like to build wealth. And maybe that's not the purpose of school. Maybe that wasn't the purpose of the lessons that we had, but we didn't have those conversations and we're expected to go into society and be like, (laughs) you know, functional adults. (laughs) I don't know how that's the expectation. (laughs) But definitely I recognized that I was an emotional eater when I was on my journey because I never told myself no. So if I had a rough day at work because I was unfulfilled or because someone talked to me crazy or whatever, I was trying to hit up Jack in the Box for some mini churros. I wanted to go to In-N-Out and get a burger and fries and a shake. But if I was on a budget and I had groceries that I already bought at home, it was like, just you have food at home. What are you doing? And I'm like, what do you mean? What are we doing? We're doing what we normally do. We're emotionally eating. And I'm like, what is this? So you start recognizing all of these different parts of yourself that you also ignored. I was ignoring parts of myself emotionally. And I wasn't connecting to or giving light to some of my parts. Well, can we talk about that? Because (laughs) I think that feeds so much into this like scarcity mindset that a lot of us really use as a reason for us not to explore what we want out of life. We just stay comfortable. We stay scared. And I think a lot of that is just not wanting to face that there might be something else that you want for yourself and what judgment you might get from declaring those goals and those dreams, what kind of feelings that's going to stir up in you and other people. So can you talk us a little bit about what your emotional discovery was? You mentioned that We obviously, especially as women of color, receive these messages around how we should and shouldn't be, what we should and shouldn't say, how we should and shouldn't present ourselves in front of other people, and that there's a level of danger that comes along with that. And to me, one of the shifts that had to occur was that it was dangerous not to show up in the world authentically. It was dangerous not to take risks. It was dangerous to continue to shroud myself and essentially kind of cut away or settle, right? In what I thought I was supposed to do and how I thought I was supposed to be. That's dangerous because what's on the other side of that, right? It's not dangerous in the moment. It's dangerous in the long run because that's why we talk to people who are 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, and they talk about how much they regret the things that they didn't do in their life. That's dangerous to me. That's more dangerous than taking the risk now. So we're looking in the short term. And that to me is also a part of a scarcity mindset is being stuck kind of in the short term and filtering everything through that lens and not being able to see past what's right in front of you. And so if you're in fog and you're like, I don't know how much further I can go, then of course you're going to want to kind of like shuffle your way through the mist. And some people just don't want to move. They're like, well, I know I'm safe right here. So let me just stay right here as opposed to continuing to move to come out of the mist that's just a few feet away. And so I think that for me, the shift had to go from, well, are the choices that I'm making now 
comfortable and feel good or keep me quote unquote safe or whatever the case may be? Yes. But what does that look like in the long run? And that's what a wealthy mindset looks like. Those who practice wealthy habits, those who are building and generating wealth are able to look further in the future and make something up literally, and then come back to the moment and make choices that lead them to that future or something close to it. And so I had to look and say, hmm, what am I doing and how does this contribute to what things will look like in the future? And if I change what I'm doing, will that change the future? And so really it's about going from being closed off and narrow-minded to entertaining the idea of possibility. Because I don't know exactly how. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. Things are going to turn out. But if I operate in abundance, I do know that things are going to work out in my favor, whatever it looks like. So I think that for those who are in a scarcity mindset is that what feels safe right now for each person to each their own. I'm not here to tell you what to do with your life, but usually those are the people who are expressing the most disdain and unfulfillment and sadness and overwhelm and stress and anxiety. So if that's what you're saying you're feeling, recognize that you can choose to stay in that place. But if you choose to stay in that place, you have to accept that choice. And if you want to try to do something else, which you're more than capable of doing, then you have to accept what comes along with that because wealth building, success, all that stuff is also not sexy. 
Like I'm sure that you spend lots of time doing things that are not sexy to build your wealth and to build your businesses, create the life that you want. I know I spend a lot of time doing things that are just not sexy, <laughs> but I know- Like budgets. <laughs> like budgets. I kind of like budgets a little bit. I think budgets are a little sexy, but I'm also a weird person. So <laughs> there's that. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love this message. I think it's so important for us to recognize that there is another alternative. We're never stuck where we are. The only place that you're actually stuck is in your mind. So you as a therapist, you have a specific set of tools that you can equip us in order to start making that transition from the scarcity to the abundance mindset. What are some of those tools and how do they work? Yeah, I think one of the tools is honesty. Because what happens is we have these really nicely evolved brains (laughs) that can do really cool stuff, but sometimes all the cool stuff it can do works against us. So we can watch Harry Potter and we're like, oh my gosh, Hogwarts is real for the two hours that we're watching it, right? It's called being able to suspend disbelief. And we can watch a scary movie and we can jump. That's why if we go to a haunted house, I'm going to be in the middle, okay? I'm going to let y'all know now. If we go to a haunted house one day... I'm going to be the one in the middle or I'm not going in. All right. (laughs) Even though I know it's fake, we know that it's not real, but our brains have these imaginations that can really make us experience something as if it's real. So because of that, there is no difference between thought and reality in our experience. So if I think I'm broke, I'm experiencing broke. If I think I'm never going to be able to get out of my situation, then you are creating the reality that you will never be able to get out of your situation. And so you said it already. The only place that you're stuck is in your mind. And if you can't go to the furthest places of a dream in your mind, you definitely cannot go there in your reality. Because in your mind, there are no limits. In your mind, you can fly. In your mind, you're on a jet. In your mind, you're in Bali. And if you can't go to those places in your mind, Your reality will be a portion of the place that you can go to in your mind until you learn how to create your reality, right? Then we start talking about things like manifestation and whatnot. But it's really important to recognize that your brain is most likely playing a trick on you. You're getting played and you're letting yourself like continue to get played. So honesty is going to help to combat that trick that our brain is trying to play on us. Our brain is telling us that the sky is purple when we all know that the sky is blue. It's almost like being in a cult and everyone's drinking the Kool-Aid. Then you start waking up, right? So for those of us who have been able to start waking up from the matrix and we're like, hold on here, wait a minute. That's not true. There's things that are not true that are going on here. And then we start breaking out of it. We're trying to wake other people up and other people are just like drinking the Kool-Aid. They love it. It's their favorite flavor. And so it's like, no, no, no. We need to start seeing the truth in our situation. You can do it by yourself, but it takes a specific type of person to be able to do it. I think it's necessary to have support and get help in that process. So that might be a counselor. That might be the Yo Quiero Dinero podcasts or blog or Instagram posts. It might be having a coach or a mentor that helps you to see the reality in your situation and helps you to recognize, oh, wait, the sky's not purple. The sky's blue. What? That's crazy. You know what I mean? And so I think that you probably need to get support because who can get out of quicksand by themselves? A scarcity mindset is like being stuck in quicksand and you're slowly but surely continuing to kind of disappear beneath the sand 
And you might need somebody to give you, you know, a hand to get out of that quicksand, which is absolutely okay. For me, it was the book that I listened to that kind of sparked waking up from the matrix. And I was like, wait a minute, this is crazy. Then I kept digging a little deeper and I'm like, okay, I need more help. I need more assistance. What does that look like for me? So I think that really from a psychological perspective, like neurologically in your brain is tricking you to think certain things that are not true. And we typically get trapped in the past or stuck in the future. So because you grew up poor, you believe that you're going to be poor for the rest of your life. No, that was when you grew up. That's not right now. (laughs) Because you're growing up in a developing country, because I have global tribe members, as I'm sure that you do, that will reach out to me and they're like, oh my gosh, how do I get out of my situation? I'm like, if you're DMing me here on Instagram, I created a whole business with a phone and the internet. So that means you have an opportunity to create. Now, am I saying that's going to be easy? No. (laughs) We just said there's a lot of the work that's not sexy, okay? But if you have certain things you have opportunities to make something out of those things. And so we have to start getting honest with ourselves in our situation. And we also have to start being okay with asking for help. Like it doesn't make you look weak. It doesn't make you incapable or stupid or dumb or anything like that. I ask for help all the time. While I was great at getting myself out of debt, I'm really great at helping other people be able to get on a plan to manage their money. I'm like a newborn as it pertains to investing. It's like a different language. I'm like, what are you guys saying? S&P, index, blah. I'm like, can I get a glossary or something? Because it is a whole different language. But I just hop into all your lies. I just make sure that I'm like, okay, I'm like, I've heard that word before. Okay. And become a student. And it's okay for me not to know everything and to show up and look quote unquote dumb or to show up and be the new person in this area. And so I think that we have to let go of the old identities that we've attached ourselves to, to embrace the new ones that are waiting for us with more joy and peace and love and prosperity and abundance, because all those things cut across more than your money. You're going to experience the transition and the transformation in more than just your money. It's going to Mm -hmm. happen everywhere. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Such a powerful message. And I love what you say about being a student of something you don't understand. I think we can all be served with becoming students of ourselves, right? We're so quick to like learn all the things, but like, what are you doing to learn about yourself? Who you are? Like, what makes you tick? What is your purpose? What do you hate? What do you love? Like, obviously there's a lot of like, societal stress that causes us to feel like we don't even have the luxury of indulging in those conversations with ourselves. But I think it's not serving us to do that inner work. Would you agree? Oh my gosh, you hit the nail on the head and I got goosebumps because people are spending the majority of their lives trying to avoid getting to know themselves and trying to avoid being with themselves. So that's why they spend a lot of time with other people or trying to be busy or trying to achieve goals. So they believe that in their life, you're supposed to check off these boxes. You go to school, check. You get a job, check. Make sure you get married, check. Have some kids, check. You have a trip a year, whatever the case may be, check. And in that whole entire time, as someone is running toward an achievement and a box they want to check off, they're running away from themselves and the inner work they could be doing that's actually going to lead them quickly to the things that they want in the first place. So that inner work is 
you can't avoid it at the, you can't because you're the one who has to go to sleep with yourself at night. Whatever age you get to get up to have to look back on your life and ask yourself, did you live authentically? You can't outrun that process. It's going to catch up with you at some point. So I highly suggest turning and facing it sooner rather than later. It's not easy, but it's necessary. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So for women of color, we've spoken about the fact that like these limiting beliefs and fears that we have really hold us back. What do you want to say? This is your platform right now. What do you want to tell us to make that light switch go on, if you will? What should we take away from this conversation about how facing those limiting beliefs can transform our lives? Oh boy. Yeah. So as I mentioned, like grief is a huge part of my story personally. And our lives are kind of like a video game. There's levels to it. And when we beat a level, we start a new level. But guess what? There's going to be a new challenge and a new monster to conquer on that level. And sometimes levels will look similar to each other. So Grand Theft Auto is never going to look like Sonic. Your life is always going to look similar to itself. That's why we can't compare. And grief is one of those challenges for me in my life, in my video game, that continues to come back. It's like a reoccurring theme on different levels. Now, what happens for people is that when something comes back and it looks similar to something they've dealt with before, that they feel like they are behind, that they have stepped backward instead of moving forward. They're misperceiving the signal and the experience. And so again, in a vein to just really press upon you how important it is to be honest with yourself and to do your work, is that the things that have come up in your life before are going to continue to come up. Let's just get that out of the way. (laughs) But each time it comes up is a new opportunity for you to see it from a different vantage point, for you to understand it with a new perspective, and for you to do something differently with it to propel you forward. In saying that, this week, I actually lost my aunt and she was my dad's sister and she's in Uganda and I'm in Las Vegas. So international grief is a whole nother thing when your family's across the whole world. So while obviously I'm heartbroken and it's really tough to manage, I was sitting with my cousin whose name is also Jacent, wildly enough. I'm a thief. I stole her name or at least my mom did. And we're talking about my aunt and she was literally my number one fan. Every single thing that I would post, she would repost. Every single thing that I did from across the world, she is like putting a megaphone on it (laughs) to the next level. And so in her passing, while there's a lot of sadness and grief, there's also a recognition of the importance and significance of what I've been placed on the earth to do. Because to be very honest, sometimes I'm like, I'm just gonna delete my Instagram and move. I don't need to be doing all this, okay? This not sexy work that no one else gets to see, y'all get to see the cute pictures and all the fun stuff and whatever the case. I don't need to be, I'm debt free. Like I I could be living my best borderline bougie life off of these screens for 12 to 15 hours a day. But realizing that my life isn't just about me, And that there are people who came before me to do things and to share lessons and fortify me and grow me and teach me so that I can do whatever my leg of the race is, that you are no different than me in that. 
our purposes might be different. The way in which we're supposed to serve in the world might be different, but there are people in your life, in your lineage, in your family, whether it's your ancestors or whatever the case may be, who made choices that directly affect the life you get to live now. And who are you to not make choices that are going to directly affect the people who come after you? Even if you don't have children, I didn't have children. I wasn't married, but I knew I felt called. I had something in me that said, you're supposed to be preparing. You're supposed to be doing something. You're supposed to be intentional right now. Even if it's your nieces and nephews watching you, even if it's kids that don't even know you that are watching you or whatever the case may be, you're supposed to be taking this thing seriously. And so for anyone else, I would just press upon you the same thing is that you may not know what you're preparing for, i.e. pandemic. (laughs) happened. So who knows at this point, but there is something that you are walking toward that if you make certain choices now, if you commit yourself to a certain process of intentionality and honesty now are going to be so much easier and more fruitful and more enjoyable later because of it. And so in that, I guess my message really becomes if today were your last day on the planet Do you feel like you're doing what's leading you toward fulfilling your purpose? It's mundane tasks that lead you toward fulfilling your purpose, making sure that you go to bed on time so that you're well-rested the next day, making sure that you're drinking enough water so you're hydrated, making sure that you're doing all these little tiny things on a daily basis, being intentional about your budget, connecting with people authentically, going after your dreams so that you can go out of this world having tried at least to do all the things that you wanted to. So it gets a little grim, okay? I did, so there, I apologize for anyone who wasn't ready. There's no time to play around. Like who said you have more time? Who said? I don't know. I might die tomorrow, but I would be okay with it because I know that on a daily basis, I'm exhausting myself of everything that I hope to do in the world. That was a whole word right there, y'all. Like I hope you were listening. I hope you played that back. I hope you put that on slow-mo. First of all, my condolences for your loss That is something that I can't even imagine having to lose a beloved family member like that and not even be able to be with them. But I think you also honed in on the importance of like what these things teach us and what they illuminate our opportunities to. Like the fact that you and I are having this conversation is a divine act. Like I could possibly not be here if my parents never left Puerto Rico if my grandmother never married my grandfather, like there's so many things that had to align for us to just even be able to have this conversation. And I think we forget like the legacy that we come from sometimes and how much they had to fight for us to be here. Anytime I'm feeling overwhelmed, overworked, burnt out, tired, I'm just like, girl, you ain't going through nothing. Okay. We got to remind ourselves of the stock that we come from, the lineages that we come from, and just like the inherent power that our ancestors have instilled in us. Yeah, we're our family's living legacy. You are your family's living legacy. And it hits me more and more. I'm like, as soon as I was born, the baton was passed. Like literally, you know what I mean? Like as soon as I got placed on the planet, that was the baton being passed to me. And now, what is it that I'm supposed to do with that? If I don't know if anyone has seen like one of those races where they're passing batons. And what a lot of people are doing is they're being passed the baton and they're standing there and they're looking around. 
like, baby, what you doing? Okay. (laughs) We're supposed to be running. And so we're not sitting here to say that you should be burning yourself out. No, I've been sleeping a lot this week because of the loss and giving myself space and time. You have to know when to rest, but you also have to know when to run. And most people are not running. They're like walking slowly. Some parts of their lives are doing a little quick pace walk. No, no, no. I need you to be running because you just don't know. And you never know who's watching, who's going to be helped by your life and your story. And what's funny is that we look at other people's stories and we praise and applaud people for what they've managed to experience and deal with and go through and come out of. And then in our own story, we're like trying to erase, like avoid, skip, fast forward through those parts that in someone else's story, we would be clapping for. And so again, you know what I mean? It's how do you turn towards yourself and recognize okay, this is a part of my story being written because this is the story that is going to be illuminated or amplified for someone else to learn something and grow from and be able to make a change in their life. Does that mean you're supposed to be necessarily famous or something? No, it might mean that you say hi to someone at the grocery store that holds a door open for you and that changes the whole trajectory of their life. Like you just don't know. Wow, that is so powerful. And I think the message I'm taking home from this conversation is just to really recognize the power that you have within to absolutely transform your life at any moment. It just starts with a single decision. And then we go from there. We'll figure it out. Yes. It's (laughs) simple and as challenging as that. (laughs) (laughs) This has been an amazing conversation. I could be here with you all day. For folks that want to find out more about you, follow your journey, work with you, et cetera, et cetera, where's the best place for us to hang out with you? Yeah, I'm most active on Instagram. So that's just sense gems, J-A-C-E-N-T-S, G-E-M-S. That's also the name of my podcast. And when you come over to my internet real estate, say hello. Don't be rude or creepy. Yeah, because if you were at my house, you wouldn't just be popping up and not speaking to me. So make sure to introduce yourself. If I don't introduce myself first, it's because Instagram is a straight hater. So there's that. But I definitely have some really cool stuff coming up just to help us to be able to be on a plan to not just be wealthy, but well, mentally and emotionally. So I'm excited to reveal all of the details of that shortly. And I just appreciate you for hosting me and for doing the work that you do. Every time I see any of your posts and anytime I see you going live, I'm like, yes, I'm behind the camera screaming because they're always such good conversations and such good information that we all need to hear and see more of. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much. The pleasure has been entirely mine. I cannot wait to see what you have in store for us. And I just want to encourage you that your messaging, your purpose is so clear and so appreciated. So thank you for the work that you do. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you are ready to take your dinero to the next level, sign up for our free 14-page guide, The Financially Lit Latina, the ultimate blueprint for becoming poderosa with your dinero. This 14-page guide includes our best tips on money mindset, budgeting, debt repayment, career, investing, financial independence, side hustles, and more. And you can get it completely free. So to get your copy of the Financially Lit Latina, just head over to YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start. That's YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start. 
and start transforming your dinero story today. Until next time, stay empowered, stay inspired, and stay poderosa. On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions, or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated contents constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.